0: So we begin to worship God. Lord, I worship you. I give you glory. I thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Not talking about the problem. Not talking about how big the problem is. But talking about how awesome and how amazing our God is. And when you begin to worship the Lord. And you begin to, to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will walk in. He will walk in. And the Bible says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Open up your Bibles. John chapter 14. We're going to do business with the Holy Ghost today, amen. Hallelujah! John chapter fourteen. Praise God. Talking about the spirit of the kingdom, which is the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the kingdom. We've been talking about the spirit of we've, we've been talking about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and the spirit of the kingdom is so important. It's so important. The spirit of the kingdom is the spirit, Holy Spirit. Amen. And so in John chapter fourteen, verse fifteen. It says, Jesus says if you love me obey my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you he is the holy spirit it leads into all truth the world cannot receive him hallelujah because it is look because it neither sees him nor knows him But you know him. Tell your neighbor, I know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Amen. Verse 18. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Verse 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything i have told you thank god for the holy spirit thank god that we're not by ourselves but the holy ghost is with us how many know that the holy ghost is not just in this church the holy ghost is in you the holy ghost is with you Wherever you go, whether you are going through the, the, the greatest season of your life, the Holy Ghost is with you. Whether you're going through the darkest season of your life, the Holy Ghost is with you. Wherever you are at, wherever you go, the Holy Spirit will never leave you nor forsake you. The Spirit of God is with you. Amen. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so as a, as a kid, I went to a service and uh, there was a great minister that was preaching. And people started falling out under the power of God. And I never seen the power of God in demonstration like that so great. And I, and I felt the presence of the Holy Ghost. And I must have been about six, seven years old. And I saw God moving in the church and moving among, amongst the people. And as a kid, I, I saw that and I said, man, I want that. I want the Holy Ghost. This preacher keeps on talking about the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. I want the Spirit of God. I didn't know how to get it. I was just there in service. I was waiting that hopefully the preacher would do something and, and cause it to, to come upon me. But but he didn't. But I tell you, my hunger for the Holy Ghost was very high. And I desired the Holy Spirit. And so that night when I went to to bed, I said a little prayer. I said, "I said, uh, Holy Spirit, I don't know what I saw, but if you can, I want you to." Just a simple prayer as a child. And as I slept that night, the Spirit of the Lord came into the room, and I had an encounter with the Holy Ghost—a mighty encounter with the Holy Spirit. Show me he loved me. He began to just pour out his presence upon me that night. When I was growing up and, you know, trying to kind of find myself, you know, I had all these dreams and these ideas of what life was going to be. And how do you know that our dreams and our things, our desires, our thoughts about what we're going to make our life, it usually doesn't happen that way. You know, there's one plan that we might make, but God is the one that makes the plan for our life. And uh, I remember driving down the street one day and I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. And he told me this. He said, your father is with me. As soon as I heard that, I knew that my father had passed away. And about a minute later, I got a phone call from his secretary saying that they're rushing my father to the hospital. I already knew he was with the Lord. I had great peace because the Holy Spirit was there to guide and direct me and speak to me. The Holy Spirit will do that for you too. He'll speak to you. Amen. And then as I I grew up and I started being used by God. Now understand, I'm growing in my relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's a relationship. The Holy Spirit's a person. He's part of the Godhead. He's the one that's sent by Jesus Christ to this world to take the things, the truths of Jesus and show it to you. He is your advocate. He is your general. He is your guide. He's your comforter. He's someone that is on your side and he's someone that's leading and directing you into the purpose that God has for you. You can't live for God without the Holy Spirit. Trying to live for God without the Holy Spirit is just religion and tradition. We need the Holy Spirit, not just at church. We need to have a constant relationship, 24 hours, seven days a week, more than breathing air. We need the Holy Spirit. And so I was growing in my relationship with the Holy Spirit and God started using me in the area of ministry. And I I went to this one place and it was the juvenile detention center and I'd never been in a place like that before. And and there was an opportunity for me to go and, and preach to the to the youth there about Jesus Christ. And I just wanted to be used by God. I just have this hunger and this desire to be a servant of the Lord. And so I followed God as He opened that door. And I was thinking, you know, I'm seeing the bars and I'm I'm seeing the the way the the kids and I started thinking about the way, how hard they are and some of the struggles they've had and and some of the things they've done. And when you walk in that place, there was such a spirit of oppression on there that anybody walks in that place gets kind of intimidated and kind of fearful. And I I could sense that in the room. But I know the truth. I know that Jesus is alive. He's not dead. And I know that God can change people's lives. And I I knew that my name was written in the land's book of life. And that Jesus has given me authority over all the works of the devil. And I knew that there's angels that are on my side and the Holy Spirit is with me in the midst of this place. And so I began to change the environment in the juvenile. Instead of being cautious and worried and wondering, What am I going to do in the fear? I began to worship the Lord. I walked in that place. I just started giving God the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why are you saying that? I'm changing the environment. I'm just changing the environment. I'm starting to worship my king and worship my savior. Because when I begin to think about him and worship him and begin to speak to him, his presence comes closer. His presence starts drawing near. Understand this. The Holy Spirit wants to manifest himself. He, he's not a thought. He's a person. He's real. And when he walks in, his presence can be felt and experienced by all. Many many of you... not. You know, we we have never seen the wind, but we've seen the effects of the wind. We have never seen the Holy Spirit, but we see the effects of the Holy Spirit when he heals and sets free and touches and delivers his people. And so I began to worship God in the midst of that that juvenile. And as I was worshiping God, the spirit of victory came upon my life. (laughs) And as I stood before the youth and I began to declare the word of the Lord, the chains of bondage began to break off the teens and they began to get set free. They received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We saw miracles, signs and wonders, healings. Those youth were discipled in the ways of God. Why? Because the presence of the Lord took over. The presence of God was cultivated. And I learned to to trust his presence. That God will, will send us with His direction and He'll send us with His word, but He'll also walk with us wherever we go. So I learned to ye- to, to lean up and trust upon His presence. How many of you love the presence of the Holy Ghost? And then God began to take me to another step in my, in my walk. He spoke to me one day. I was sleeping and just mind, you know, just enjoying the evening, and, and early in the morning, I heard the Lord speak to me, he said, go, he just gave me that one word, go, and I I stood up and and I began to to talk to God, I didn't know where I was going, but he he told me to go, so I guess I was going, I didn't know where I was going, and I looked at my email, and I got an invitation to go preach in India, how many of you have ever gotten an invitation to go preach in India or, or, or Pakistan, let me see your hands. I get, I, I don't know about you, but th- there's tons of them out there. And, uh, and, but I got an invitation and I had to go. I couldn't stay home. I had to go. Why? Because the Holy Spirit said so. Amen. But I never been to India. I never been to Pakistan. I never been on a plane for 15 hours. I mean, know that's a big, that's a big leap of faith. And so I got in the plane and I flew to London, and after London, I flew to India. Sitting next to me was a man, I started talking to him. He was an Indian man, but when he opened up his mouth, he sounded like he was from Texas. And I started talking to him, he says, yeah, I'm going to visit my family in India, but I, I pretty much live in Texas most of my life. I was like, wow. The Lord set me, me next to a person from Texas. And we're just talking and enjoying our time. And then the last flight into a city called Vishikaputnam, as I'm getting in the plane, there, there was a seat in between me and the person sitting next to me. And on the seat was a, a Christian book. We're talking about in a land where only 1% of the people are Christian. And so I looked at the person who owned the book and I said, are you a believer? He says, yes, I live for God. And we spent our whole time on the plane talking about Jesus Christ and then when I got on off the plane the minister was there to take care of me and even going into the jungles the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and his presence was so strong was I was surrounded by the by the teen, by the by the orphans and when I began to declare the word of God even though none of them spoke English as I began to declare the word of God the Holy Spirit was there Tell your neighbor, you could trust the presence of the Holy Ghost. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, the Holy Spirit changes everything. The Holy Spirit in His presence change everything. And we must be willing to press into His presence. To receive more of His, the glory of God, more of the touch of God. See, that's what I love about, about serving the Lord that the things that we do, we're not just doing it with words only, but with power. That our preaching is not with persuasive words of wisdom, but in power. We have signs and wonders that follow us wherever we go. When we show to a place, people are blessed, sicknesses leave, darkness leaves. Why? The presence of the Lord. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit that makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. I've, I, I, I get many opportunities to go pray for people in hospitals, and we're talking about people who not only are their body is 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 sick, but they've gotten bad report after bad report, and they've been facing so many challenges, and they have they don't know what the future looks like and. That pain and that suffering and their loved ones are hurting and their loved ones are fearful that they might not make it. But the very first thing I do when I go pray for people, I try to put on worship music. I put on worship music. You know, it's not even about what's going on or or how difficult the sickness is on the body. I just want to change the presence, the, the spirit that's in that room from that spirit of death. We want to invite the spirit of God, the spirit of life, the spirit of peace. So we change the atmosphere we begin to worship God we begin to thank God we begin to give God glory and you might say, well, pastor, how can you give God glory when you are surrounded by people that are that are hurting and and there's such misery in that room because it doesn't matter what they're going through. God is still good and his mercy endures forever. And when the presence of God comes, the things of the body will change. The things of death will leave. People will be healed. People will be set free. People will be delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so we begin to worship God. Lord, I worship you. I give you glory. I thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Not talking about the problem. Not talking about how big the problem is. But talking about how awesome and how amazing our God is. And when you begin to worship the Lord. And you begin to to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will walk in. He will walk in. And the Bible says, in his presence is fullness of joy. The spirit of death, the spirit of fear will leave that place. And the spirit of life and the spirit of joy will come in. And things will change in the presence of God. What happens? The spirit of the king arises. And every enemy and every act of death is rebuked and removed because the power of God is there. When the king shows up to a place, he doesn't just show up to visit. He shows up to also do something great in that place. He releases healing. He releases peace. The spirit of God must be cultivated in our lives. It must be cultivated in our homes. It must be cultivated in our personal walk with God. Because when we cultivate the presence of the Lord by welcoming him. We get to have the things that only he could do. I I remember uh, this one. I got, we got negative report from, from a doctor regarding somebody. And, and I went to go see Ms. Bernie Martinez. How many of y'all know Bernie Martinez here in the church? Bernie's, her, her husband is a, is a doctor. And so I was angry at what happened at the hospital. And, and I wanted to tell somebody and Ms. Bernie is the closest thing I knew. You know, she was, she was around me. And so I was telling her, I was saying, you know, we went over there and they did this and they did that. And I began to just tell her all those things because I was angry. You know, I'm angry. That, you know, I'm a pastor. I went over there, saw negative things happen, and so I'm angry. And I'm telling her all the, the negative stuff. And she looks at me. And she says, she goes, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I, I think, Uh, maybe she didn't understand me. So I began to talk to her a little more clearly. That they did all this and I went over there and they said this and they did that. And it it just, it messed everything up. And I'm, I'm just telling her and she's, she's looking at me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. And I thought, I thought the third time. Okay, maybe I need to go slower. (laughs) This is what happened. They did that. They did this. It was terrible. And she looked at me. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I, I stopped. And I began to realize that she was going to give God praise for everything. And she was going to worship the Lord no matter what she heard or what she saw. And I realized that she was drawing her strength from the presence of God. She could have been like me and complained about everything and nothing would change. But she went to God and began to praise the Lord In all seasons and at all times, give God praise. Praise. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and protect you and give you direction and wisdom when you begin to praise God. When there's great darkness, what do you need? Great light. And when you cultivate the presence of God upon your life by your worship and by you pressing in and inviting His Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to come great light will come. The Holy Spirit will reveal truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. Tell your neighbor you need the presence of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you all just thank God for the next 30 seconds. Just thank the Lord. right? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. What am I? What are we doing? We're giving glory to the King of Kings. We're giving glory to the Lord of Lords. We're giving glory to Jesus. This is the kingdom spirit. So when the kingdom spirit comes, things change. There's power in the anointing of God. He comes with gifts. He comes with truths. And things will change when we begin to cultivate the presence of the Lord. It, many times in our homes, we get angry at one another because there's a spirit of anger and division in the house. There's a spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness that's in the house. There's all these spirits that are coming from the devil to destroy your life, to destroy your relationships, to destroy the things that you must, the relationships that you you should be loving the most. And instead of cultivating the presence of God, we cultivate the negative the negative spirits that are in operation. You might have like an amazing day. You, you might have had the whole day off, enjoying the day, just having a great time. But then your wife comes home from work. And next thing you know, she looks at you and she got red eyes. <laughs> and she begins to unload on you. And you're thinking, man, I had a great day. Then you came home. And next thing you know, you're unloading on her. Now it's World War III. And and the kids, they they were at school and they had a great day. And then they walked in. Next thing you know, they're arguing too. Even the dogs are barking on the outside. What happened? That is an attack of the devil. Hello. Pastor, I don't know if I believe in devils whether you believe in them or not, they're in operation. But you have authority over the devils. You have power in the name of Jesus. You have to learn to recognize the attack and keep your mouth shut and operate the word of God. There are many times you might have a great relationship with your wife or your husband where... where, When they, they get riled up in that spirit of anger or a spirit of confusion, you could, you could recognize and say, honey, you know what? I think the enemy's trying to destroy our, our time and our relationship. Let's stop. Let's love each other. Let's bring it before God and cast our care upon the Lord. And, and let's not, let's not, Let's not argue with each other and begin to worship God right there in the home. Father, I thank you. Let your presence come in here. Father, bless my husband. Father, bless my wife. Father, bless my home in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come on in. Come on in. Turn on some worship music. Just begin to worship God for a while and watch how that spirit of confusion will leave because understand darkness runs away from the light. And so whenever you invite the Holy Ghost to come in, i am telling you that darkness is going to leave quick. It's going to leave quick. Very fast, it'll go. When the, when the spirit of the king comes in, the king and his glory will be there to destroy everything that's trying to destroy your life, your relationships. And you might say, well, pastor, you know, my husband can't control his anger or my wife can't control his anger. You know, you could control the way you react to that. What do I do? Well, First of all, the word of God says, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. How many are sons of God? Then you're a peacemaker. Well, pastor, what do I do when, when, when they come at me hard? Look, this is not a a, a battle that you're going to win in the flesh. This is a spiritual attack. Sometimes you just need to keep your mouth shut and listen. You don't know what they face on the outside and that's why they can't control and just pray for them. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. A soft answer turns away wrath. Begin to check your heart. Are you allowing the emotions to overtake the truth of the gospel of peace? Are you allowing what, what, what they're saying to cause hurt and pain? Or can you recognize that this is an attack to destroy you and your relationship? And begin to attack it with the word of God. Amen. What do I do? Soft answer. Turns away wrath. Well, what they don't listen to me. When you get get away, start praying for them. My husband said he he hates me. When you walk away, go in your prayer closet. Father, I thank you that my husband loves me. (laughs) My wife says she's not attracted to me. When you walk away, Father, I thank you that to my wife, I'm the sexiest man in the world in Jesus mighty name. And you begin to use the word, use the presence, use the peace of God to overtake the enemy. Your kids come home and and they so they the spirit of anger rises up in them. You say, son stand in front of me. Come over here. Come over here. What, what, what? You put your hand upon him. Father, bless my son. Help my child. Father, give him peace. Holy Spirit, help him in the name of Jesus. And what are you doing? You're opening up the blessings of God to come upon their life. Cultivate the presence of the Lord. Whether it's through worship. Every one of you should have some worship music playing in the house. You should have some worship music playing in the house. Well, well, Pastor, you know, 24 hours of worship, yes, worship music. Listen, if you put on the the, the world's music that talks about suicide and death and and abuse, you're going to have all those thoughts going on. You're entering, you're allowing those spirits to enter into your house and have influence. But if you will put on worship and put on the Word of God, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to take over. You get to change the temperature, amen, by cultivating the presence of the Lord. And your kids will know the difference. Your kids will see the difference. If you come into my house, you're going to find the spirit of peace, the spirit of joy, the spirit of love. When you go in my house, you just want to sit and relax and enjoy God. People who come in my house, I just feel so much peace here. Yes, you do. Why? Because we cultivate the presence of God. Amen. And watch that as you cultivate the presence of God, there'll be healing. Hallelujah. But you have to do that first in your own personal relationship with God. Welcoming the Holy Spirit. Amen. Say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you in my life. Have complete control. Hallelujah. Go to Psalms chapter 16. In Psalms chapter 16, verse 11, it says, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasure of living with you forever. Hallelujah. How many want to live with God forever? And so in this presence is fullness of joy. Amen. You get happy in the presence of God. Hallelujah. In his presence, his fullness of joy, you can't get any happier than being in the presence of God.